in every moment we have a choice to kind of respond to a situation or a scenario as Mm -hmm. the old version of us or the version of us that we're becoming. And I think, I feel like every time we respond as the version of us that we're becoming that we want to be, it like kind of like lifts us up a little bit. Welcome to The Sensitive and Soulful Show. If you're the type of person who's often heard that you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, you're just too much, this is your place. Hi, my name is Alyssa Boyer and I'm a mentor for highly sensitive people. My mission in life is to help other highly sensitive souls learn how to embrace their sensitivity as a gift. Each week, I will share tools, tips, and stories for you to learn how to lean into your sensitivity and learn how to work with it instead of fighting against it. I believe the world is a better place when more sensitive, deep-feeling people feel comfortable and confident in their skin, and I can't wait to show you how. So, get comfy, and let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Sensitive and Empowered with me, Alyssa, and my friend, Matt Lanzadal. Every month or so-ish, we get together and we talk about different topics that pertain to highly sensitive, empathic people. Um, And we really just like to you know, kind of riff on different things and and just kind of follow our intuition and and go from there. And uh, it's always been such a really, such a positive response. So this month, what was really feeling alive to me, and I brought it up to Matt and he was aligned with it is really this topic of uh, how we can expand from challenging experiences and choose to see them as expansive versus letting them take us down and feel very much like, why me, why me, why me? This topic, I felt inspired to talk about this topic because I've just had like some really randomly challenging things happen for me over the past year or so where it's just like, oh my gosh. And I noticed myself have a tendency to want to go into, oh my gosh, why is this happening to me? This is so unfair. Hmm. But I've been consciously choosing and getting to a place of seeing how this is expanding me. And I've found just a lot of growth there. And this is something that I've been working with a lot of my clients with on because it's just something we can kind of go into the victimhood mindset, which Matt and I have talked about in previous episodes. So just felt like there'd be a lot to unpack here. Matt, um, I know you've had a lot going on, so I guess I'm curious, we can just kind of like get into it. Like what are, Mm. what's been your experience with this? How do you feel about about all of this? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So the last year, I feel like it's just like everything, you know, because we've recorded what, maybe four or five of these in the last year, because we took a bit of a hiatus, but I feel like every single one, I'm like, oh, I'm struggling. I'm going through all this stuff. And um, but yeah, it's, I, it's lifted a bit and I would say it's been really good in that respect. So there's been, um, cause what, what happens for me is like, I, I kind of, uh, I'm asked to step in to this new territory and there's a lot of fear that comes up around stepping into it. And then I step in and it kind of feels really uncomfortable. And then it opens up a bit, like my window of tolerance expands. Mm-hmm. And then it's like being asked to step in, step in again, step in again. And I just kind of feel like um, 
there's this part of me that's like wanting it just to like end, you know, like when is it going to just be comfortable to step out of that and, um, and into these new things. But I think I'm going through like a big leveling up right now where I'm, uh, I'm almost like intuiting that I'm being, um, I'm being asked to level up in domains of visibility. Um, mm -hmm. So being, being seen um, more and more. And I think my business is expanding. I'm being asked to step into uncomfortable situations where I'm being asked to set boundaries and be really assertive and really firm about, about my needs, you know, and then these other aspects of myself, like my singing and public speaking and really, really being visible and putting myself out there, um, is what I'm being asked to step into, which is causing probably the most fear for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, I'm continuing to do it. I'm continuing to show up and I'm continuing to expand. And I'm noticing it's it's getting like a little bit easier because what's happening is I'm just like, I'm, it's almost like my mind is exhausted by holding mm -hmm. on, holding on and holding on and, and trying to create safety with all these, all this control and all these things. And my mind's getting exhausted doing that. So my mind is almost just kind of subsiding and starting to kind of take like a, um, a less prominent seat or, or less prominent real estate in, uh, in my experience. And I'm just kind of becoming more embodied. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a big transformation. I'd say this is probably the biggest one that I've ever, ever like done. And it's just, mm -hmm. it's been so deep and so intense for a whole year. Like usually when I go through these transformations, they're like, they're like three months and then you get a bit of a break and they're like lighter. And this one's just been inundating me for almost a whole year now. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I feel that for you. Cause I know you've been, you've mm -hmm. been in it. And I think like something that's so interesting to hear you share about and so empowering, sensitive and empowered is just how you view it, even though it's hard to go through and it's uncomfortable and it's painful and it's like not fun. I do love how you're like, I'm up leveling. I know I'm, you know, stepping into this next version of myself. And so with that, it's like, we have to go through these, I don't know, I don't want to call them tests, but like these initiations, so to speak, it's like, okay, if you want to be more visible, if you want to be more of a strong, assertive person, whatever that looks like, like, okay, here are opportunities for you to put that into practice. And like, coming at it from the lens of I am up leveling, I'm becoming the next version of myself. Like that just makes it so much more tolerable to have yes. these experiences. It like gives it meaning versus yeah. it being like, why is this happening to me? Why is this, why are people being jerks? Why are, you know, why is this so annoying? It's like, really, that's a conscious choice that you have made. And a lot of people won't make that or don't even know that they can make a choice. And so I just think that speaks volumes to the work that you've done. Hmm. Um, and just also the courage that you have to like face it head on and see like, okay, here's an opportunity for me to set a boundary or here's, you know, I have this desire to sing and be seen, but I'm scared, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's like, yeah, yeah. I just think that's, that's really cool. And I just think that it gives so much more meaning to the struggles at times uh, when we have that kind of perspective. And the other thing that I thought was really interesting was just around you sharing like how the your mind is starting to just like quiet and kind of like subside. Mm -hmm. And the word yeah. that came to mind to me was surrender, yeah. which was like a big theme that I've had over the past year. It's like, because I, I get you. Yeah. Eventually yeah. it's just like, okay, I'm trying to like <laughs> white knuckle it. And I can't like, I got, I don't have control over this. Like okay, I, I, I give in. And there's something that's like, honestly, peaceful about doing that. It, it feels 
like it feels good, even if it's not a situation that you want to happen. I don't know. There's something about it that's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So. Thank you for those reflections. Those are really beautiful. And the first part you said about the the initiations or the tests, I so feel that because like I'm starting to understand that the universe is actually it's it's working for me, right? And I just can't see it yet. Like a good example of that is like me getting up and singing at that first open mic. It was like the dominoes fell. And it was like, okay, you face this giant fear. This is probably the biggest fear in your life. And now we're going to, now you're prepared and you're ready for the next thing. So then I got this, this gig to facilitate at this retreat. Um, I, you know, just a lot of opportunities are coming my way. And then as I'm setting boundaries in my, in my business and learning how to be really, really um, assertive with my time, my energy, and, and really learning what is, what is priority and what is extraneous and then being able to discern and then and then trim the fat my business mm -hmm. is flourishing so i agree with you i think this is all happening for me it's happening through me not to me and uh so i think it's really important to kind of look at the meaning of each thing that's happening and then how we when we level up new opportunities come new people new experiences and uh, it's pretty pretty powerful yeah yeah mm -hmm. it is and i think about how like in every moment we have a choice to kind of respond to a situation or a scenario as mm -hmm. the old version of us or the version of us that we're becoming. And I think, I feel like every time we respond as the version of us that we're becoming that we want to be, it like kind of like lifts us up a little bit. I don't know. That's how mm -hmm. I view it visually. So it's like, it makes sense that you're seeing your business flourish by you setting these boundaries and being very like protective of your energy or very, you know, intentional, whatever that has like specifically looked like, it's like you are acting as that next version of you. So then it's like, yeah. it responds energetically. And I think that's really interesting. And again, just like empowering to kind of, kind of see, and it, and it is uncomfortable, but I think when we're in that, like up-leveling space, it has to be uncomfortable in order for for us mm -hmm. to change. It's just like this no longer fits. It's time for you to change and, and act differently. So I'm going to make your circumstances so uncomfortable that you're forced to, to do that. <laughs> yeah, it feels like torture. It really does. Yes. And it's like for people that are really have trauma and have these experience in their life where they don't like newness and they're rigid, they're rigid, they're not flexible because of that. And that was my experience is it can feel really, really uncomfortable when, when the universe is pushing you out of your comfort zone. It's like, okay, like, sorry, no, this is no longer a choice. You have to level up into this next version of you. So we're going to push you out of your comfort zone with all sorts of different experiences that that can be very painful. Um, and yeah, it feels like, yeah, it feels very, very, very challenging. Yeah. What has helped you with being somebody who had the rigid thinking and like, <clears throat> kind of like what helped you kind of get to that place? Cause I feel like I talked to so many HSPs who have that experience and it's like, they dig mm -hmm. their heels in and it's very hard for them to mm -hmm. see how this can be actually supportive. Yeah. Well, I think because as HSPs, I think we're so rigid with our environment. Most HSPs, one of their top personality needs is comfort and security because we grew up in this environment where if we were, we had the owner's manual for non-HSP, we felt like there was something wrong with us. We felt like we had to conform. So we would do things that we probably shouldn't, that were bad for our sense, like our nervous system. And then we 
so as we get older, we start to prioritize comfort because we realize, okay, I have these sensitivities and I have to really prioritize, you know, being comfortable because it helps me. Um, what have I done? Hmm. Well, I, I think surrendering is probably one of the biggest things is just kind of letting go and letting it happen. And like, I find that when, when I, when I swim upstream and try and be controlling or rigid of a situation, it just makes it 10 times worse. And I had to learn that the hard way. So now I'm just like, okay, I'm 50% of this equation and the universe is the other 50. Like truly that's, I've learned that. And for some people, they might not agree with that, but like I'm, I'm inspired action 50% of the time. And then I settle into beingness and the universe takes over the other 50 mm -hmm. and which is great because I can rest and chill in that other 50%. But then that means also that I've have to give up control because the universe is coming in to show me what else I might desire that perhaps mm -hmm. I cannot see right yet. So surrender has been huge. Um, and then I think the other side of it is really, you know, um, like reaching out to people and community and asking for help yeah. and and these sorts of things. Like I've been seeing a lot of coaches and therapists and, you know, talking more openly with my friends in the last year. And it's really helped because I realize I can't do it all on my own. I need, yeah. I need support from people. I love that. What about you? I, I mean, I very much resonate with like having like surrendering and allowing myself to be led and having just like that spiritual connection. I've been thinking about that lately. Like, I just don't even know, like that is such an important piece of the puzzle for me. And I think probably would be for a lot of highly sensitive people is just having that like spiritual connection and, and knowing that it's not all on you because you're right. It, you know, comfort is so important. And when, and it's like, we want to control, we want things to look a certain way in order for us to feel okay. And so it can be mm -hmm. so scary to give that up and then, and really trust like, oh, okay. The universe has me. It's like, ah, it's just like, it's so scary. But when you start to just, I mean, one, when you get to a place where you're hitting your knees and you're like, I can't go on any longer, that's mm -hmm. usually the first time you kind of are forced into it. And you can kind of see proof like, okay, I am guided mm -hmm. and you know, a lot of times we think our plans are the plan and then there's something else in store for us. So yeah, I've been really, I resonate a lot with what you've shared. And like, for me, I've just had like the past month or two has been so intense for me. I, so I, we moved into a new house almost two months ago. Yeah. Perfect. You know, like awesome house, like so excited about it, but moving is a lot right? When you're highly sensitive, yeah. it's like, holy crap. Like I want everything to be set up right away and it's not, and it feels chaotic and crazy. Yeah. And so something that like nobody knows, but I, I planned to share it here and, and just be open about it. So something I had found out right before we moved was I was unexpectedly pregnant and I was like, oh my gosh. And I was, I was not expecting this. It wasn't planned. I was like, oh my goodness. So I was like feeling very off and just not well and, you know, and just heightened hormones and all this kind of craziness. So that there was that piece of it. I'm like, okay. And feeling just off. And then on Halloween, like, what was that? Three weeks ago, I yeah. found out I was having another miscarriage. The third one I've had, which is just like horrible and hard and like, what the heck? And so it just feels like I've been in this initiation of like, oh my gosh, like literally you're like, like, okay, you just moved to a new house and then you found out you're pregnant. So then you had to start accepting that you're going to have a second child, but oh no, just kidding. That's actually not happening. And it's just like mm. been the roller coaster of holy crap. Why is this happening to me? What is going on? Like, what is the lesson here? Like, 
and processing a lot and things like that. And so for me, it's just been like, I'm just such a person who likes to have it figured out. I like to be okay. I don't want anyone to worry about me. I just like want to handle it myself. And it's, I think I keep having these experiences to really see, I need to lean on people. And so much like you have had, like we been working with my therapist, who's been so helpful for me, like processing this grief and, um, you know, having coaches and healers and, and things like that. And also just seriously learning how to rest more because that's my Achilles heel. That's something I really struggle with. And it's like, you know, maybe my body is talking to me. I don't know. You know, I, I'll figure it out and I trust it will be fine, but yeah, it's just, it's just been a lot. And so I just like, if I didn't have this mindset and this belief of this is expanding me in some way, like this, you know, these types of situations are something that can, can take us down and and make us, you know, feel very depressed and, and things like that. So it's just been such an intense time. And um, also kind of interesting to see how simultaneously t- things can coexist where you can have so much grief and heartache and also have other things that are, are going well in your life and just watching yourself kind of float amidst both sides has been really interesting as well. So yeah, I don't even know. I, it's not even really a complete thought, but that's just like the reality of where I've been just kind of trying to navigate it and figure it all out and be gentle and kind to myself amidst, you know, all of it. Hmm. Yeah. I feel a lot of emotion stirring in me, just like you sharing that. And I know that's challenging for you. I'm really sorry that you're navigating another one. Yeah. Um, Thank you. A lot of, a lot of women are dealing with this right now and um, yeah, it's very challenging. It's a very, very, very challenging thing to deal with. So if you need anything, let me know. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely challenging. And it's something that I always like, like to speak openly about, because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of just like feeling alone and no one gets it or what's wrong with me or, you know, a lot of that. So I always like to share, share that. And I think it's just, yeah, it's just been kind of helpful for me as, you know, I think it, and this is important for people to hear, I think is kind of learning how to oscillate between letting yourself experience the very real feelings that you have and process them and not bypass them and go to, okay, how am I, how is this making me better? Like, that's something that I've really been focusing on is like giving myself space to grieve and feel, and then also consciously choosing to see how this might be expanding me. I think that's just so important because it can be easy to get caught in one or the other. And it's not, you know, we don't want to be too much in, oh my gosh, this sucks. This is so hard. But we also don't want to like bypass the very real experience because like, that's also where a lot of the, the, the learning is and the juice is, is like letting us ourselves feel and see what comes up. And um, that's, what's deepening our ability um, to empathize and be compassionate toward others as well. So that's just something I've been thinking about too, and, and really trying to put into practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious for you, how does going through things like this, I know you've had a few challenges, this being one of them, like how does this impact uh you know, you showing up in the world, mm. in your life, being a mom, like these sorts of things. What are you noticing as the impacts? Well, it puts things into perspective a lot for me. And I think in a healthy way, because it can be easy for us to like get caught up in like, so, you know, for us with the work we do, it can be very easy to get caught up 
in the persona or putting ourselves out there or the work and work, 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 and always thinking about all of that and creating, which is great. But I know that for myself, I can swing too much to the, like to the side of like doing that too much. I also have noticed that sometimes there can be like an overly self-focus where it's like really like, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of how to articulate this, but like being so caught up in like all these little things that I want to fix and improve, like being very critical. But then yeah. when something like big happens, that is like, oh man, this really sucks. And this is really sad, you know, such as a miscarriage. It's like, it just puts into perspective and it makes me like, look at the other things that I was so obsessed over or like, so worried about. And it makes them seem like, oh, it's, that's like not that big of a deal. You know, yeah. what's important is like your health and your family and your loved ones. And yes, doing important work in the world really matters, but like, I don't know, it gives me that perspective. And so for me, how that like tangibly showed up for, in terms of like, you know, being visible online and stuff, it was just like very low expectations for myself. Like really just seeing this as such an opportunity to be my own best friend and nurture myself and care for myself. And mm-hmm. instead of, filling spare moments with work. It might've been, you know, filling spare moments with meditation or a nap. Um, so yeah, that perspective. And I think sometimes we have to like be shaken up in order to see what we need to see because we can get so caught up in this like tornado and this cycle. Mm-hmm. And the other thing too, is just like, it, it gives me so much perspective as to how little control I have. And so mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, I thought it was going to look this way, but just kidding. No, it's not. And um, and mm. while that is hard, I, I do kind of find again, that a little bit of peace in that, like, okay, I don't know. I'm just going to throw up my hands, yeah. do my best, <laughs> you know, do my 50%, like you said, and, and trust yeah. that there's a plan for me and yeah. for my family. Yeah. You said something that really resonated and I actually wanted to talk about it and it was a great segue. So you talked about the tornado or like, I think you said patterns or or Mm -hmm. something, but Mm -hmm. for me, the word habits really stands out. And this last year, because I've been meeting a lot of fear, I haven't really been doing anything. I've been in my house Mm -hmm. and I just want to like be like cozy and I don't want to be around people. And I've been super hibernated, super stuck in habits. And you know, I I was invited to go and facilitate workshops at this retreat in Costa Rica. And I was like, yeah, this is so like up my alley. My my soul was like, yes, like, let's do this. It's gonna be amazing. But my ego was like, oh, you're gonna get there. You're gonna be depressed. You're gonna be scared. You're gonna be all these Mm -hmm. things. And it was creating the experience before I even got there. And then the day comes to to leave. And I'm like in anxiety. And I'm like, I don't want to leave my house. I had this feeling as soon as I got on the plane of being homesick. And I was like, I just want to be back at home, like in my bed, comfortable. And this was just such a testament to like, once I I got there, like, I'm, I'm a Gemini, man, like, we love adventure, we love novelty, we love mingling with people, and we're social. And, and so this side of me came out, and I actually realized that a lot of my depression that I've been stuck in in the last year was because I've been isolating because I've been scared. So it was like fear was creating depression because I wasn't actually being around people. And then I went from basically being around nobody for a long time to being around 30 other gay men for mm-hmm. like seven days. Wow. Right? And, but it brought up so much joy in me. I was so joyous while I was there. I was, I was pulled out of that, like what you said, the me, the over-focus on me and my, my struggles. I was just pulled out of that. 
And what this did is it, it broke habits for me and my habits were destructive. They were keeping me stuck in my comfort zone. Mm. So being gone for two weeks, cause I took some time after the retreat to just explore Costa Rica a bit. It really opened me up and it expanded me and it showed me, okay, like these are the things that matter. And then the interesting thing is I got back like a week ago and I was like, even just like looking around my house, I was like, oh, I don't want that there. I don't want this here. You know, I, and then people are reaching out in the way that they were before I had left. And I'm like, oh, this person doesn't really feel in resonance with me right now. So all of these things started shifting and I got a lot of clarity around like what it is that is that I need to be doing. And so I made a list in my phone of all the tasks and all the things I do in both of my businesses. And I started to say, is this serving? Is mm. this serving? Is this serving? And I started to just, ex you know, get all the extraneous crap out that isn't serving. And I, I, it was almost like a, it was a reset and I was able to recenter myself. And, uh, you know, and now I'm like back, I'm learning my guitar again. And I'm like all these things. So it was, I just want to say that to the audience, like sometimes when you do step out of your comfort zone, it's it's scary, but it's essential to help shake up the, the habits that you might be in that are creating your anxiety or your depression or whatever it might be. So um, I, I learned a really valuable lesson in this. And um, I'm contemplating getting back out into the world and living abroad for a while again and like kind of wow. shaking up things. And so, yeah, so I see big changes happening for me in the next uh, in the next few months. And I don't know exactly how it's going to unfold yet. Um, but that's this that's the exciting part is I'm going to let the universe show me where I'm meant to be, what I'm meant to do. And then I just have to, like I said, use inspired action and and execute right so yeah oh that is yeah. so cool I literally have like a warm feeling in my chest I'm like so inspired and I just love that and I love yeah. hearing stories like that because it's so easy to get caught up in our comfort zone especially as sensitive people who crave and desire comfort and need comfort it's like oh no I'm good here I need to rest here this is what I need to do and I'm so glad you had this opportunity to go and it's like it's always so interesting to me how often it's these things that we're like, Oh, I just don't know if I want to do this. This is going to be really hard. And then it ends up like totally expanding us and shifting our perspective. And like every time it's so interesting because, you know, fellow Gemini here as well, like I love traveling and getting out, but it's been super easy for me to fall into a groove of like being home a lot more just with like a, a toddler. It's like harder to leave, whatever, but every time I do, I get this like new sense of invigoration and I can see things from a different perspective. And I just think it's like, oh, we just, yeah, it almost makes me think we just like get stuck in this like little groove and our worlds become so small. And by like getting into these new experiences with different people, we can like broaden that and see more clearly, like how interesting that for you, you came back and you were like, oh, you've literally felt misaligned with some people you felt misaligned with some tasks it's like yeah oh my gosh yeah and I wonder is that just a matter of like becoming like do you think it's just becoming more aligned with your soul like what do you think that is I don't know I'm just thinking out loud but I, th I just think yeah. that's really cool well, I think a lot, like again, a lot of HSPs use habit, routine, structure as a way to create comfort. So mm -hmm. the the sometimes our our need for comfort and our need for novelty are battling each other, right? Yeah. And when fear is taking over, we can we can listen to our our uh, our need for comfort. And I think when we 
when we allow this need for novelty to kind of take front and center and we face a bit of our fears, like it shakes things up a bit and it really allows us to see like, you know, the other side of things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just think it's important to to let your life be shooken up a bit and, uh, and let new experiences through. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that we can just for people listening, get into the habit of is with these new, with anything new that comes your way, whether, you know, if you feel some resistance, like maybe just getting into a habit of starting to ask yourself, like, how could this expand me? What am I actually afraid of? Like, is there an opportunity for me here rather than immediately closing off and saying, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to deal with this because yeah, I think that we have to have things shaken up in order to kind of move us up to the, to that next level and give us that perspective. And it's just, yeah, we kind of just fall into the same old boring things when we don't leave. And so now I'm sitting here, I'm like, where am I going to go? I want to go on a trip because it's so interesting. Like, um, the week, uh, like after having my miscarriage, I had a, one of my best friend's weddings and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I wouldn't miss it for the world or anything like that. But I was like struggling physically and just feeling so off and just tired and crappy. But, you know, we had my parents babysitting Blaine overnight. We're like, we can't miss this opportunity. So we went and it was amazing how just invigorated I felt just like seeing friends, being in a new place, like just exploring again. So it's like two for people, I think, you know, something that I hear a lot from sensitive people is like, oh, I feel so drained. I feel so exhausted and burnt out. And we think that we need to like do less. And sometimes it is do less, but sometimes you're just not doing the right things that actually like fuel you and nourish you. And we can just like really lose sight of those things. So I think too, that could just be a practice that could be helpful for people is to like, kind of recognize like, what are some things that nourish me? And if I'm feeling drained or like, kind of like, my life feels boring or blah. Like what are some of the things that I'm, that usually nourish me that I'm not doing? Because that's usually like the little, there's usually a gold nugget in there that's leading you, you know, onto your path if you're feeling uninspired or, or like things are super hard. Um, So that's another lesson I've really seen in this season of life too. It's just like, okay, how can I do more of the things that nourish me? Um, Because sometimes, yeah, I just feel worse than like laying around and not doing anything yeah yeah so I feel like um yeah I don't know I'm just at a period in my life where I'm sick of routine mm-hmm. and it's like I'm finding it comfortable but I'm also kind of finding it like monotonous and boring and I'm like all of my same unmet needs keep rearing their ugly head like connection and like romance yeah. and these sorts of things because when you're isolating you're not dating you're not mingling with people you're not right so I'm like really Mm -hmm. really craving like human connection right now and being with people yeah um so what what for you what's what would you say is missing in your life or what are you really wanting that maybe your habits or routine are keeping you away from oh my gosh what a good question you know I'm craving more lightness and play I think that um I've been in such this mode of like, okay, using my spare time because I have less free time than I used to. And so I'm like trying to use every moment very productively, but it's actually like cutting me off from feeling creative and playful and like in my, this like magic space that I like to be in when it comes to like my business and my work, I feel myself just being very much like, okay, got to, got to be productive, got to use this time. And it just like, doesn't feel good to me. 
And I then see the, the byproduct of that. So I feel like there is just, I have such a desire for more play, more exploration, more adventure, more trusting that the universe is doing the other 50%. Like, I love how you said that. And that has been something that I've been missing. Um, because, you know, just to be honest with like moving into a bigger house and having like bigger expenses, it can like trigger those feelings of like, oh my gosh, I got to make this work. I got to be, I got to be a responsible adult, which can then cut you off from that like playfulness. So that's something that I'm craving. And I do think that like one lesson from, from this miscarriage is just as always, like be gentle with yourself. Like don't push so hard. It's okay. And I don't know how many times I'm going to have to like have that lesson in my life, but it's a reoccurring theme. And so yeah, yeah, it's just like learning to just play more again. Yeah, oh, I, I so feel you. And, you know, I, I, I think we all, this is my theory. I think we all, it's my karmic theory. We all get <laughs> like, uh, you know, let's say five. We all get five karmic lessons that we come into this life. Our soul chooses them. And we just keep on cycling through those same karmic lessons. And, uh, and they show up in different ways and different forms until we get it. And a lot of us really struggle at getting it. And it takes a lot of suffering, a lot, a lot of loss, a, a lot of strife, all these things before we we learn these lessons. And because uh, it's the same for me, like I keep seeing these same patterns coming through. And one is like attracting unavailable people, mm. like men specifically, like dating, you know what I mean? And it's mm. like, that seems to be a thing, somebody that doesn't match my level of desire for what I want. It just keeps like doing that. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> when Come is it going to finally <laughs> click? So that's been a, one of my big karmic lessons, right? And uh yeah so I feel you it's it's struggling it's a struggle and it's challenging but uh yeah I always I'm a firm believer that with every with every one we get we get closer to kind of and we're leveling up every time we're meeting that that karmic lesson from a higher level of consciousness right and it means we're getting closer and closer but it can Mm -hmm. almost make it feel like we're going crazy because it's like man like I just met this a year ago why again why do I got to meet it again but you're I a different know. person and you're meeting it differently, I think. Yeah. Very true. Yes. Yes. And again, it's just like viewing it from that lens of like the karmic lessons. I completely agree because every person listening and myself, like we all know these same things that keep coming up. It's like, what the mm-hmm. heck? But you're so right. And and when you have that awareness and you're like, okay, here it is again. Like, even if it feels annoying to go through it again, like you are handling it differently. You have more perspective. You are leveling up and getting closer. And yeah. I think- you know, if you're the type of person, which probably everyone is who's listening to this, if you're the type of person who wants a life where you're growing and evolving, then like being uncomfortable is a promise. You know, it's like, it doesn't have to be constant discomfort. Like I, you know, hope there are those intense periods where it's like, holy crap, this is, this is so impossible. Like when is it going to end? But like, we're not going to, if you don't want to stay at the same point you are right now like it's always going to change there's always new level new devil as they say Mm -hmm. there's always something and and so it's kind of like okay how do we want if we choose to live our lives that way not saying that people who are more fixed mindset like don't have challenges but like we can if we're growth-minded we can choose how we see it and we can know that okay this is going to keep coming up but I'm going to keep getting better and if I keep replaying some of these same old patterns it doesn't mean that I'm like going backwards it's just like this is a a big lesson for me to learn and once I you know as I keep getting better at it 
it's gonna it's gonna be quicker it's it's yeah. one day it's gonna click and it's gonna be like oh that was a thing of the past yeah yeah i like that yeah fixed mindsets are gonna look at the the obstacle they're gonna look at it through the victim mentality and i think growth mindsets is like we can still have that but maybe the the initial pang is like oh why and then mm-hmm. we rise out of that and we move towards the growth of of you know okay looking for the meaning of why this is happening to me what can i learn from this how is the universe actually supporting me uh, not punishing me and what is on the other side of me evolving out of this karmic pattern i think is uh, is where growth mindset people tend to focus their attention so it's hard Absolutely. though. I, I think I'm, I think there's a part of me that's quite pessimistic, mm-hmm. which is why I've struggled a lot in my life because I'm always looking for, and this comes from trauma. I think always looking for the next thing, you yeah. know, growing up, growing up in a, in a chaotic home. Uh, when I was younger, it was like always the next thing of when is it coming being hypervigilant. So it's like, I have a very strong lens of being able to look for what's wrong and mm-hmm. what potentially what next potential threat might come my way and that yes. that breeds pessimism and when we're always looking for what's wrong it can create that so you know something very simple that you know and again this is like the one of the most like underrated but yet most talked about things in personal development which is gratitude practice mm. Just be every day, every day, just focus, you know, morning and night. What are, what are some things that you're thankful for? And it keeps, it keeps me centered in looking through an optimist uh, point of view. And then it makes life less scary and more manageable to be able to move towards the, you know, being out of your comfort zone and and towards expansion, I think. So gratitude is, I'm I'm just, you know, I'm always baffled at how, uh, potent gratitude is but it just feels like it's so overdone that people are Mm -hmm. like oh there has to be something bigger and better than gratitude but it's always gratitude when we come back to gratitude it's like it changes our brain you know my gosh you're so right yes yes and I know people roll their eyes at that suggestion but like it's huge and that has been helping me so much through this this challenging time where I'm like oh my gosh this sucks why is this happening to me and then it's like okay but when I look like, cause that's something my therapist reminded me of, which is great. It's like practicing gratitude. And it's like, I can literally feel like the warmth in my body when I see like my daughter, like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. I have this healthy, amazing little person here. Like that is such a gift and it can be so easy to focus on what we don't have and the hype and, the, and getting into hypervigilance. I'm the same exact way. Mm-hmm. and being hyper self or hypercritical of and wanting to fix everything that's wrong but like it's like you know we never actually like arrive mm-hmm. so I always have to remind myself of that too it's like all these little things that I want to fix like there's going to be new things that I'm going to want to fix so and then mm-hmm. you're completely missing all the, the things that are good and that are working for you right now so that's such a beautiful reminder yeah I feel like yeah that's really good yeah, I like it too. Um, before we wrap up, I want to, I want, let's hold each other accountable. So what's one thing that you're going to do in the next month before we get back on this live again, that can help you towards your expansion. So whether mm-hmm. that like that, that's something that you're desiring, uh, what do you want to do more of? It sounds like you said play or something like that, but what's one mm-hmm. thing you're willing to commit to, and then I'll make the same commitment and we can uh, come back in a month from now and talk about what that looked like for us. Yeah. Okay. I love this for me. I'm going to commit to one weekday where I don't do any work at all. And when I use like Blaine, cause Blaine's nap time is like my time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to use that time to just do something nourishing for myself. Fun. Mm-hmm. 
Mm, so I like that. I mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Okay. Mine is going to be the um, same as you one day a week, and it'll be probably weekend, a weekend day where I'm going to get out and I'm going to um, mingle more, like go to some sort of social thing where I can be seen and I can see others and I can actually put myself out there and connect with people because yeah, I've been too isolated in the last while. I love that. Yes. Okay. We can check mm -hmm. in next month. We'll try to remember to check in <laughs> yeah. and share our progress, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> okay. but that yeah. sounds great. Oh, yeah. amazing. Well, thank you so much for this beautiful conversation. I yeah. just always love talking with you and I have no doubt that people got a lot out of this one. So yeah, lots of love. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share it with a friend who might need it. And I can't wait to chat with you next time. Sending you all the love. Talk soon.